The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Another thing that I know that it's on a lot of people's minds, and it's it's about surgeries and, and scans and the delays because of the pandemic. If you've had to wait, well, you're not alone. The Canadian Medical Association is warning that the backlogs are about to get worse without immediate government help to address a strained healthcare system. Just how bad is it and what needs to be done? Well, this afternoon we're joined by Dr. Ann Collins, the president of the Canadian Medical Association. Dr. Collins, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with this. Just just how bad is it? There was a study done. It took a closer look at these wait times across the country. What did you find out? So we had this study, study done to get a uh, snapshot or a, a moment in time picture of what effect the pause in services during the first wave of the uh, pandemic had. And so we studied um, six procedures that make up 80% of the care uh, provided in Canadian hospitals. And and the results were really quite alarming. What it showed us was that it will take $1.3 billion to get those six procedures back to pre-pandemic wait times. And in some instances, those wait times were too long. So this this points us all to say that we need to start having critical conversations. We need to start tackling a way to, to get rid of this backlog. So, Dr. Collins, when you, when you were looking at, uh, at, at, uh, at, these, at these procedures and the common ones that you were talking about, CT and MRI scans, hip and knee replacements, cataract surgeries, uh, coronary artery bypass grafts, those sorts of, uh, those sorts of things, um, were they worse? or better in different parts of the country, depending on maybe how the pandemic was playing out in in different locations? Absolutely. Um, Certainly in larger provinces like Quebec and Ontario with uh, um, higher population, greater demand, and in some instances, yes, unfortunately, a worse effect from the uh, COVID pandemic. Those wait times would be Uh, even longer but what it showed us overall was that every province would require uh, a further 15 percent allotment in funding to deal with their particular backlog and why is that why more money why more money to get the backlog fixed dr collins well, and I should point out, too, that that $1.3 billion, that's really just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. That's just for those six procedures. That does not take into account any delays that would have happened because of a slowdown in primary care visits. There are many other surgeries and diagnostic procedures that uh, were not done or that were delayed. Um, so so it, it is. It, it's just a reflection of those and, and the cost that it would take in extra surgical days and staffing to get those six back to pre-pandemic wait times. Uh, the, nothing of human resources either. Yeah, off the top of your off the top of your head, Doctor Collins, is there 
a way? I mean, is there something in your mind, uh, uh, you know, a sketch that, and I know you're saying, hey, you know what, other people are going to have to look at this and, and do this, but how would we, how do we start to address this backlog if, um, if we're still dealing with the pandemic across, in different ways across the country, um, and, you know, out here, uh, a, a number of um, uh, surgeries have been uh, shut down again. I mean, how do we keep, how do we deal with this? Because this is going to be cumulative. We're talking about the first wave. If this keeps going, this continues to build and continues to build. So you can say $1.3 billion, but we need to find the people to do it. We need to find the time. We need to find the rooms. I mean, this is going to be uh, a lot of work. Absolutely. You make great points. And so we put in a request uh, to the federal government in late August for provision of funding to a uh, one-time funding to a healthcare and innovation fund. And the intent behind that would be to come up with ways to kickstart the health care system to address the backlog, to address issues around accessing primary care, virtual care, seniors care. And, and we have to remember, too, you're right, you're talking really about a backlog and a backlog because we don't know yet what the effect of a resurgence or a second wave is going to be on a health care system that was struggling and under pressure prior to the pandemic. So that's why it's important for collaboration for federal and provincial governments to get together and say, okay, how, how are we going to address this? How Maybe we need to look at innovative ways of doing things. Uh, we're practicing in a 1960s system. Mm-hmm. We need to modernize. We need to look at, you know, how, how do people get on wait lists? Are there other ways to manage that? So it, it opens up, it's a good opportunity to open up a broader discussion mm-hmm. about the provision of health care. You know what, uh, Dr. Collins, uh, this pandemic has certainly um, shone a spotlight on so many different things. And I, and I think so many organizations, so many industries, so many businesses, so many, um, you know, healthcare organizations, um, you know, in, in the months ahead, we'll be looking back and going, okay, what are best practices moving forward? What have we learned from it? And what can we do better? Uh, in in the in the years to come, and and that is going to be fascinating to watch. It's going to be interesting, really interesting to see what happens on that front. One of the things that I think, you know, when when we say non-essential surgeries, right? If I, if, for example, if I was waiting six months to get a scan because my side's been really bothering me and I'm really worried about it and it gets delayed for another couple of months. I mean, you know, the the system might call it non-essential, but to me, (laughs) it's essential, right? You're absolutely right. Non-essential, elective, those are misnomers. And to the, the Canadian patient, the Canadian person that's sitting at home with that kind of unknown worry, and also those that know they've got a terribly arthritic hip that's giving them pain constantly. They're trying to safely manage that pain. They can't get up the stairs in their home anymore. They need help from family and other caregivers. Those people who can't get their cataract done, they can't drive, so it affects their independence. You're absolutely right. To those people, this is these are essential services. And how much of a concern is there 
uh, on the part of the Canadian Medical Association that these delays could lead to some possible unintended consequences, maybe if by chance uh, it's a it's a fast moving cancer or something like that. I mean, you know, does that play in the back of your mind? Absolutely, because uh, there are downstream effects as people present later in uh, disease courses. Uh, it may take uh, a greater or uh, more intensive type of uh, surgery or treatment uh, to to deal with that problem. Um, so, so absolutely, there. This is, as I said earlier, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm. The intent behind this study was to put some numbers around this. Um, let's get the conversation started, and and also to remember that there. The health human resources, the frontline people that are dealing with this pandemic, they are in a marathon that has no finish line in sight. They're stressed, they're tired, they're burnt out. Um, we need to do what we can to support them as well. Yeah, Dr. Collins, you bring up a, a really great point. And by the way, if you're just joining us, Dr. Ann Collins is the president of the Canadian Medical uh, Association and, and joining us with a look a little bit closer on, on the backlog that is in the system right now. You, you said that you did this in part to start the conversation. I guess the question that has to be, though, is anyone listening at this point? Well, we certainly hope so. And part of the reason that this is being done now is, A, because our backs are against the wall. But we also heard the Prime Minister say that he would meet with the provinces uh, this fall. And so fall's running out, so we assume it's going to be sometime soon. And we're hoping that governments will look at this as a benchmark, as as something to, um, to say... Look, this is tangible. This is at least for these six procedures. And then to, to also realize that all of those other areas that are vital to um, good, good care for Canadians, like primary care, uh, having good seniors care, mm. um, and, and expanding virtual care so that it's equitably accessible to Canadians who live in rural, remote parts of the country where their broadband's not great. There are so many um, parts of this conversation that have far reach, but to, to bring it back to say backlog is something that we've not heard a lot of talk about in the pandemic. It's time to start addressing it. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to take a while, I think, to get that one worked out. You touched on on something else, and I want to mention, you know, Dr. Collins. I mean, you've you're just new into this role of the uh, president of the Canadian Medical Association, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like drinking water through a fire hose um, over the past number of months. Um, what are you hearing from your members? You talk about, and we're hearing it a lot on a lot of the different front lines, you know, from paramedics to, to you know, teachers to, to nurses and doctors. But, you know, for, for the people that you represent, you talk about that burnout. Um, what are you hearing firsthand from them and how are you ensuring that their mental health is being taken care of? So uh, that's a great question. So physician health uh, and wellness is a, is a key uh, factor. It's, a key, it, it's one of our main areas of focus at the Canadian Medical Association because we realize 
that our physicians are in need of support at this time. It varies, obviously, on where people work. If you're working in the emergency room or an ICU, but even for those physicians that are practicing in community-based practices who have to deal with, um, thank, have, you know, thankfully there is virtual care, but juggling virtual care and in-person visits. The whole issue around personal protective equipment and having a good, solid supply chain uh, and access to it so they can carry out their practices, that continues to be an issue. So at the Canadian, and that's just, again, another tip of an iceberg. So at the Canadian Medical Association, we realize that in order to have a healthy healthcare system, you have to have healthy physicians. Mm -hmm. So we have developed all kinds of resources um, around wellness hubs and, and other counseling services that, that physicians can access. Um, and, and we know that physicians are, are part of a team. Um, this is being experienced by uh, nurses. Uh, you've mentioned other non-medical personnel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we have to um, be mindful of COVID fatigue. Yeah. Um, and particularly uh, we who are not necessarily on the front lines uh, to continue to do what we we can do and those are to follow those public health protocols that we've heard about since March. Wear your mask, uh, physically distance, wash your hands and right now keep your bubbles really small. Before I let you go, this question came in, and I think maybe a number of people are, are wondering about this, and maybe you can s s shed some light on it, on just how the system works a little bit more, um, Dr. Collins. And someone wanted to know, said, can you not use the money saved when surgeries were cancelled to cover the cost of the resulting backlog? So the, the question about where the money comes from is a great question. Uh, and that's why it is so important to have those conversations. Mm. If we're not even talking about how we're going to address the backlog, then where where do we know where the money is or where it's going to come from? Um, but but again, the main point is to start bringing those parties together, uh, federal and provincial governments, and and those providers of these services to say we need a plan. We need a plan. All right, Dr. Collins, uh, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time. I look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Thanks very much for having me. You take care, Dr. Ann Collins, the president of the Canadian Medical Association. Have you been one of those people, maybe someone in your in your, in your your family, someone in your world that has had one of their scans or their surgeries delayed? I'd love to hear from you. Let me know at 780-496-0063 because I know, you know, when that happens, that can be, you know, just you're getting geared up for it all and then boom, another delay. And when it's medical, you just worry about it, don't you?